Welcome to our exchanges at Goldman Sachs Markets Update for Friday, April 16th. Each week, we check in with a leader across the firm to get a quick take on what they're watching in the markets. This week, we're going to discuss the latest trends affecting the U.S. dollar and other currencies. I'm Jake Seward, Global Head of Corporate Communications here at the firm, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Zach Pandel, who is co-head of Global Foreign Exchange Strategy for Goldman Sachs Research. Zach, welcome to the program. Hi, Jake. So, Zach, you've had a pretty negative view on the dollar, basically because of its high valuation, low interest rates in the U.S., and a recovering global economy. But you recently published a note removing your dollar short trade. Can you explain why? Yes, we've had a negative structural view on the dollar, but the dollar appreciated in the first quarter as the market really repriced its expectations for where the Federal Reserve is headed over time. What we try to do with these trade recommendations is give investors the best expression to try to extract value from the bearish dollar thesis over time. We tried to short the dollar versus the commodity currencies in G10 in the first quarter, like the Canadian dollar. Those were basically flat versus the greenback. And so we decided to take a step back. Now, U.S. rates have begun to stabilize recently, despite very strong data. Five-year Treasury yields are actually a bit lower now than where they were one month ago, despite booming growth and upside surprises to inflation. And lower rate volatility could open up room for new dollar shorts. We haven't issued new short recommendations just yet, but we were looking very closely at that opportunity. Okay. Given that you're long-term bearish on the US dollar, what currencies do you expect to appreciate against the dollar? Well, over the next few months, I think the main option is really the euro and closely related currencies in that region. Investors have become pretty pessimistic on the European recovery, and we think that that pessimism is somewhat misplaced. Europe is seeing its COVID situation stabilize. Vaccinations are picking up and are likely to ramp up substantially over the next few months. And so we're pretty confident on the growth story there. We also have upgraded our forecast for European equity markets and see higher returns in that market relative to the U.S., The European Central Bank is probably going to be making some changes over the course of the summer to its bond purchases, which could result in interest rates moving up a bit. So we're turning more confident on the euro in particular. We have a 12-month forecast of 128 for the euro dollar cross. And at this point, I'm pretty comfortable with that target. Okay. So there's from time to time, some people who proclaim that the dollar will lose its status as the world's reserve currency, but the dollar as a safe haven asset, usually the currency of choice for cross-border lending, global trade tends to make up an outsized percentage of global foreign currency reserves. But there were some new figures out from the IMF this month that showed that the dollar share of global reserves has fallen to its lowest level since 1995. So do you think as global growth bounces back, and there's big stimulus. Will that help reverse that decline? We think probably not. It's important to stress in this topic that the dollar is not going to lose its reserve currency status, but it is losing its reserve currency status to some degree. The dollar share of global foreign exchange reserves has been coming down. And we think that that probably continues over the medium term because the dollar faces new genuine competition from both the euro and the Chinese yuan. We're seeing a common European bond market emerge as a kind of byproduct of the COVID crisis. Recovery fund issuance is going to be picking up in the middle of this year, starting in July. And we think that those assets will be particularly attractive for sovereign investors. Meanwhile, China's financial opening has really moved into high gear. You've seen a regime change in how global fixed income investors are treating the Chinese market. 
And that reflects micro issues, the fact that China has now been added to many major bond indices, but also macro issues, the high real interest rates in the Chinese market and the relatively low valuation of the Chinese yuan relative to the U.S. dollar. So really seeing tremendous portfolio flows into the Chinese market, that could also weigh on the dollar's reserve currency status over time. So we certainly don't want to be counting out the global role of the dollar. I think that's a very slow-moving trend. But we do think that there will be downward pressure on the dollar's valuation as investors substitute to some degree to both the euro and the Chinese yuan over time. Okay, so finally, the Biden administration recently put out its $2 trillion infrastructure plan. And the funding for that, in part, would come from raising the corporate tax rate back to 28% from 21% where it sits today. How might higher tax rates in the U.S. affect the dollar? Equity portfolio flows across countries can be just as important as fixed income flows. And so anything that negatively affects the U.S. equity market relative to the other markets can have implications for the dollar. Our portfolio strategists estimate that as proposed, the Biden corporate tax plan would lower S&P 500 earnings per share for next year by about 9%. And that drag is one reason why we're forecasting lower returns in the U.S. market compared to non-U.S. markets over the next 12 months. And so we start to see that materialize. If U.S. equity markets underperform, we may see some capital outflow from the U.S. in search of higher returns overseas, and that can put some downward pressure on the dollar as well. All right. Well, a lot to keep track of. Thanks for joining us today, Zach. My pleasure. That concludes this episode of Exchanges Goldman Sachs. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, we hope you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or a comment. This podcast was recorded on Thursday, April 15th in the year 2021. Thanks for listening. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.